1: Picture it, Los Angeles, 2022.
0: Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I am H. Ellen Scott slash Sadie Pines.
1: And I'm Carrie Doherty.
0: And this is a podcast where we used to watch an episode of the Golden Girls and then talk about it, but we ran out of episodes. So now we're breaking down all 24 fabulous episodes of The Golden Palace, which of course is a spin-off of The Golden Girls and is currently streaming on Hulu in the United States.
1: Yes, and we just watched season one, episode 12, titled It's Beginning to Look a Lot Less Like Christmas, which aired on December 18th, 1992, and is the one where they do a Christmas carol with Chewie playing Ebenezer Scrooge. And I have to tell you, oh I God. loved this episode. Okay,
0: I... Okay, okay. When you texted me that, I did not want to use the word love. I, I felt love was a hard word for me to use because it wasn't necessarily... I loved it, but not in the way you loved it. I know this. Because I, as I was watching it, I was like, this is a fever dream. This is batshit crazy. This is insane. This is where this part of the series probably jumped the shark, which is the TV term for like when a series goes crazy and and it was wild but very funny still very funny the writing was spot on it's just it was insane
1: i i loved it so much i think Well, I watched it with my mom. My my mom was in town. She just left. She's a big Golden Girls fan. So we watched it together. I felt bad. I had to keep pausing to take notes. Did Um, she
0: cause a fire in the kitchen? Oh, no, that was her sister. Did she play poker? Um, Did she win a lot of money at poker with with Stan and... Little Oreo, when you all were playing at night, I'm, I'm thinking of the episode where Rose's mom visits.
1: Yes, no, no, <laughs> we did not play poker. Um,
0: I would love for you to play poker, though.
1: It's also worth mentioning that we're recording an episode about Christmas when we've got a crazy heat wave in Los Angeles right now. It's like a oh, hundred degrees here. It's very <laughs> hot.
0: I turned the air off for this, so you know this is my commitment to you all.
1: That's a big commitment. Um, yeah. here's what I loved about this episode. I know when when Rose had her like dream in uh, a little romance and they sort yes. of did this like vaudeville performance that was really fun and, and weird or whatever but it so much momentary. of this it was, it was momentary. Angry. Yeah. But I was okay with so much of this episode being a dream for Chewy because of the women's performances. Betty True. White played yes. 3 completely different characters yes. in this episode and she was acting her pants off. Blanche was in so much sexy Christmas attire. Yes. I I loved it. It's I,
0: oh. so, for, for a fan of the Golden Girls, this is like catnip for us. This is like perfection. This is everything we want.
1: It was amazing. But
0: for a spinoff to attract a new audience or at least maintain an audience from the original series, I could see this being a very strange episode for for a viewing audience maybe. or for, to, attract, to attract a new audience because I mean you know you're gonna lose some of the original audience so you have to attract new people and this is kind of insane for them
1: maybe I don't know I maybe maybe you 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 bring up a good point um the, it the also other-
0: went, I, well just before you go mm-hmm. on I, the, the, when you're talking about how it went and like the direction of the episode I was very thrown off by the first half of the episode seemed to be going in one direction. And then all of a sudden, it became a Christmas Carol type show. Mr. Mm-hmm. Uh, screws like Christmas Carol type show, and it just there. I feel like it needed more of. It needed to be centered around Chewy more, and not have a lot of that build up in the beginning.
1: I hear you. I, I do think they paid everything off. I agree. Where where you sort of feel like you're following a traditional episode, and then all of a sudden you're like, whoa! Basically, the rest is yeah. like a dream. But they did manage to, you know, they did manage to to have to to tie everything up at the end. Um, what I did like, I've told you in the past that I enjoy when we learn more about Roland and Chewie's characters. However, usually when we get those stories, there's a lot of guest cast. Like we have Roland's parents coming in. And and then when we have like Chewie's childhood friend coming in, and you maybe see a little bit less of the girls. What I liked about this was that we we learned a lot about Chewie. He's very layered. Um, yeah. You know, we sort of learn about something from his past, his relationship with his father. and But the girls were still such a big part of the story that we didn't really need any outside characters. So I thought that was the perfect balance of letting us learn a little bit more about Chewie because Chewie and Roland are also series regulars, but the girls were still such a big part of it. For me, it was the perfect balance.
0: Yeah. So much fun. Oh, well, before we get to the episode, I do have two things that I have to mention in the Golden Girls world that i did I, I neglected to tell you i was going to do this started. is going to be
1: a surprise to me as well i'm excited I mean, it's not
0: really it's it's all things i mean one is but one's not um The well i i just recently did a golden girls podcast so good you named it because these these people the great great podcast so good you named it which is a fantastic title um baird and Kay, they are going to be at golden girls con and so i went on we talked about we talked about the episode mr terrific you remember, you remember, of Mr.
1: course, terrific. I remember Mr. Terrific
0: and how a lot of people hate that episode. I definitely don't hate it, I don't love it either. But I think it is a also one of those episodes where it's so random, it's perfect. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like so out, it's not canon, it's definitely not Golden Girls canon, but it's like so random, it's perfect. So we talked about that, it's terrific. And then, It's terrific. And then the other thing is Golden Girls Con. You guys get your tickets for Golden Girls Con because I will be there at City Pines um, uh, starting on the 21st or 22nd. I forget the dates now. Uh, And it's just all over that weekend in Chicago. So if you are near the Chicago area or if you want to, you know, hop on a little flight because I just heard this morning, Gail King on my CBS this morning, which I watch every single morning. She was talking about how flight tickets or prices are kind of down. Not that that matters to her because she's Gail King and she can afford anything, but their prices are down. And so right. if you want to come to Chicago and come to golden girls con, come and I'll be there. And Elliot Glazer will be there and it'll just be so much fun.
1: You sold me. I mean, I well, won't no. be there cause I can't go, but you sold me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You'll be there in spirit. I will be there
1: in spirit. Uh, I'm yeah. so excited you're going. Uh, should we take a little break and then get into the episode?
0: I'm so excited to get into Christmas la
1: la
0: la 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 la. Are we back? Oh yeah, we should just we should be back with that.
1: <laughs> Great. And we're back. Um so the it's the episode starts, I mean even the um opening transition music has like a little Christmas jingle to it yeah. so right hey, away.
0: Hey, do you love I love I love I love holiday episodes of television shows in general, especially The Golden Girls. There are some iconic ones. I get so excited when it's a holiday, if it's Thanksgiving, if it's Christmas, if it's if it's um, Halloween, really just those three. Other holidays kind of suck, but those three are great for TV sitcoms.
1: Yeah, I agree. And yeah, this one, again, like I said, did not disappoint. Um, the women are in the lobby. They're decorating a Christmas tree. They're putting tinsel on, which I haven't seen in a long time. Um, I haven't
0: seen tinsel in a long time.
1: I I just, I haven't seen tinsel. I haven't seen tinsel in anybody's tree in a long time. It Mm -hmm. feels like a very sort of eighties, nineties. We always
0: want to get the tinsel, but Frasier will eat it. So we don't.
1: Yeah. I have not decorated with tinsel in a very long time, probably since I was a child. Um, but Hey, if you still decorate with tinsel, you know, tinsel on, um, (laughs) Sophia's got a great, um, and, you know, all the women are excited about Christmas. Sophia has a great runner where she keeps saying, like, Christmas, yeah, <laughs> which is a little bit of a mouthful to say. Um, it's
0: hard to say. It's hard to enunciate it. Yeah.
1: Christmas, schmiss- m- Um right. yeah. Blanche in the scene, she's wearing this, like, red and green, like, oh. negligee top with, like, a green silk jacket, like one of Santa's sexy helpers. So um, It's amazing. Um So everybody's excited for Christmas, except for Chewy, who hates Christmas. Christmas. Um, He's a real Chandler Bang, if you're a Friends fan, like Thanksgiving. Chandler hates Thanksgiving. Um, So tonight, he's not even going to make a special dinner. He's just going to make enchiladas rancheros, which I love enchiladas rancheros. I will take those. for.
0: I have always been, I mean, maybe this is a sign that I was always meant to be a Jew, but I have always been a fan of non-traditional foods on Christmas. I think Mm -hmm. it is a fantastic thing.
1: yeah, I would love I,
0: Chinese food on Christmas.
1: Mm-hmm, I would do it. Um, so the reason we find out that um, Chewy doesn't like Christmas, not only was he drafted into the military on Christmas, he was divorced on Christmas. But the oh, worst no. thing of all is the Castillo's walking Christmas cake story. And this is where Chewy like launches into one of his rose stories, where growing up, his family had a restaurant, and he had to dress up like this giant layer cake and walk around amongst like the customers um and he had a headpiece made of whipped cream and customers got spoons and they like dipped it into his whipped cream wow, head
0: pre-COVID.
1: and it was yeah um and it was very embarrassing um for him and so he just he doesn't like christmas um yeah. and blanche has a really great line where she goes Whatever happened to normal Christmas traditions? And Rose, I watched this. I rue on this because my mom and I were laughing so hard. I listened to this line like three times. Rose goes, I know. That reminds me. I have to melt cheese on my pillow or Santa won't fill my stocking with stew.
0: (laughs) There are so, I will say for an episode that is so weird, the writing in this episode is so perfect. The joke's. The jokes, the series of jokes in this episode is so, so, so good. Mark Sotkin, congrats on you. It was,
1: I laughed so hard. I loved it so much. I I just, I love how much Rose loves Christmas, which of Mm -hmm. course she does. That's just so Rose. Yeah. Um,
0: She's a sweater girl. She loves Christmas.
1: Loves Christmas. So then we learned that Roland is going to help the children's hospital by playing Santa. So sweet. What a catch of a guy if you can get Roland. I
0: I'm trying.
1: <laughs> well, you have one.
0: I know, but I want one. Oh. You,
1: should, you should not say that when your significant outro is within your shot.
0: So what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Rose has very strong opinions on oh, yes. Roland being a Santa and, and this sort of his commitment to it.
0: This is not the first time in the history of the Golden Girls in which we have seen the the ferocity in which... Rose responds to a Santa not acting up to the standards of Santas meaning the episode I forget the exact christmas episode there's a few christmas episodes of the golden girls but there's a one where Blanche comes out screaming catch me catch me catch me and she's like running through and the girls are all out there and everything and then Rose goes how did like whatever she says she like confronts the guy being Santa, a Santa
1: how could you <laughs> Yes
0: exactly it is so perfect mm-hmm. i love that Rose has basically the handbook for how santas are supposed to act yeah it's like available in a note on her phone
1: it's so great and i and i just want to play this exchange between rose and roland because it's very funny roland this is quite an honor i hope you've had the necessary training
0: it's no big deal rose i'm just gonna put on a red suit and go down there and pass out some gifts oh no you're not buster (laughs) what the real santa doesn't go through the motions if you're gonna do this you're gonna do it right Now, let's see your belly. (laughs) I beg your pardon? Your belly, mister! (laughs) I hope you can make it shake like a bowl full of jelly. Show Blanche. Rose, I do 150 sit-ups every night to get my stomach to look like this. Oh, great. A taut Santa. (sighs) Oh, we have a lot of work to do, my friend. That's not much of a beard. I hope you can come up with
1: some really good facial hair by tomorrow. Show him, Sophia. The way she says, your belly, Rose, um, your belly, mister. Like, (laughs) I, again, Betty White's acting was amazing.
0: Normal people, I mean, I'm not a fitness person, but do normal people do a hundred whatever sit-ups? To look good i don't think so i mean i feel like it's repetitions of like 20 right like you do 20 you stop and then you do 20 again and you stop like i doesn't i thought that's normal i don't know
1: this just might be his routine to do 150 sit i don't think it's insane to do 100 well yeah he probably does them in bursts um
0: Let us know in the comments if you guys do this many sit ups because I think it's actually a recipe for someone to hurt themselves.
1: I also think, like, it's so funny that, and again, when I feel like when Rose gets really serious about something, her expectations can be a little unrealistic, um, where she believes that Roland should be able to grow. A beard by yeah. tomorrow, like a Santa worthy yeah. beard. Um, because she's like, you know, you gotta be able to come up with some good facial hair by tomorrow. It's like, come on, Rose. Like, no I love it. No man, I maybe Tim it. Allen and the Santa Claus because magic can grow his beard that fast, but nobody else.
0: <laughs> that movie is so good. And when, when Michael and I first got together, he had a line from the Santa Claus that he would say, he and his sisters would say all the time, uh, what is it, Michael? Yeah, so when they're when the kid is being delivered, he's ordering he wants chocolate milk at the Denny's for Christmas, and then they don't have it. The kid goes, "Plain milk's fine," <laughs> and oh, he, he, they offer him eggnog. No, he, wants- he wants eggnog, and then chocolate milk, and then plain milk, and it just becomes this series of things. It's really funny. It's stupid. The lines that we have that are nothing lines from television and films that we say to each other is kind of ridiculous. I
1: was going to say that is such a, that's not the not, line that I yes, thought you were going to quote from it. exactly,
0: And that's what we can constantly do. Another thing I will say from this episode, before we move on from this scene that I have to mention is first off the back and forth between Blanche and and, Ro, and Sophia and the, the them sort of one upping each other. Hilarious. So, good. So, so good. So and, good. And the other thing that I have to mention is that one time in the past, uh, this hotel, the decorate, how they decorated the lobby of this hotel reminds me of a hotel that Michael and I stayed in once when I was doing a film screening of Latter-day Jew in, Sol, not Solving, um, in San Luis Obispo, California, this tiny little town in sort of central California. And we stayed at this hotel called the Apple Inn or something where it literally was like a Cracker Barrel hotel and it was Christmas, and there were trees everywhere, and it was like decorate Christmas decorations everywhere, and it was like Rose Nylon came in for Christmas and decorated the entire hotel in a way that only exists in Rose's head. It was Aww. the most wild hotel I've ever stayed in, in my life, and this this lobby kind of reminded me of
1: it. Oh, that's nice. That's I mean, a Rose Island. It was terrifying.
0: It was actually terrifying to stay there because it was such a weird. It was like sleeping in Cracker Barrel.
1: That doesn't sound so bad though. There's something warm and inviting about a Cracker Barrel.
0: I don't know. I don't know if I want to sleep in one. I'll I'll take the food. I just don't want to okay. sleep.
1: Fair enough. Chicken and dumplings. So Rose is doing, in the next scene, she's doing this like very serious Santa run through with Roland oh. where he's sitting in a chair and she's pacing and she's like, all right, let's try this again. And it kind of reminds me of when she was like a Pee Wee football coach. Yeah. Um, so then, so he's, they're doing the Santa run through and Sophia comes in pretending I to be a little not- girl.
0: I paused it when Sophia came in. Cause I was dying of laughter. She's holding
1: a stuffed dog. She was like, she was, oh, I think maybe sucking her thumb. Um, <sighs> and she sits on his lap and pinches his butt.
0: <laughs> I it's, I mean, it is not, is not an appropriate thing to do in the workplace at all, but I died of laughter. I could not stop laughing at this scene.
1: It was, it was so good. And, um, he goes, uh, what do you want for Christmas, little girl? And she goes, I want to stay on your lap till New Year's. I can't. I <laughs> and Rose, can't. Rose is like, Sophia. And she's like, All right, how about a sponge bath from the Elves? <laughs> oh, it's so good. I'm and and then sweaty, and, Sophia. And, and Roland's like, get off me, get off me. And Rose is like, Jolly, be jolly. And he's like, Get off me, you disgusting little old woman. <laughs> it is so amazing. Oh, um, what a
0: scene.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. It was um, it was actually incredible. I mean, I I love any moment that Sophia gets to be flirty. I think it's so funny cuz it's used so perfectly and in this one cuz Sophia is actually dirty.
1: So dirty. I'm I'm like, here for it. It's like when she was dirty with Nick the gigolo.
0: Yes. Oh, I love it.
1: So then um Roland greets a man at, in the lobby, and this is Dr. Norman Charles from the Inner Strengths Seminars.
0: Okay. I have I have problems with this whole setup of this story, but go ahead.
1: I think again, they're trying to tie it into um, Chewie's Christmas Carol story, and so it does the, the two stories do bookend in the end, um, hey, but...
0: It wasn't necessary though. Like, I feel like you could have just had Chewy not wanting to do a Christmas thing. And so he's refusing to do a Christmas dinner. And then in the end, they can all do Christmas together. Yeah. You know and mean? maybe like,
1: like he's refusing to cook. I, yeah. I don't know. You could they, have gotten
0: More of the Christmas Carol story and those fun mm-hmm. flashbacks. Like you could have done more with it than, than this, you know, I don't, yeah. know. I don't know. That's just, just my opinion.
1: I hear you. I hear you. Um, so Dr. Norman Charles, um, is checking in with like 15, he has 15 guests that are going to be coming. And, um, it's like people who were like recently divorced and they're bitter and they don't want to celebrate Christmas. So Sophia told them it would be okay to like, they would do away with all the Christmas stuff or as she put it, you know, Christmas schmissmas. Um, and then, uh, but Roland's like, you know, I, I don't think that we can do that. And, um, the guy's like, I guess we'll just have to cancel our 15 rooms. And then Roland grabs a Christmas wreath off the wall. And he's like, what's a wreath anyway? Some people say it's a symbol of hope. I say it's a fire hazard of Holly and just like tosses it.
0: A fire hazard of Holly is such a great line.
1: It was it was a really funny roll in line. Um yeah. and then there's like a really weird like screen flip to yeah. get to the next scene, like a real <sighs> like Star Wars wipe kind of I don't know. That's it was just I'm
0: saying I feel like this episode is just a jump the shark weird one.
1: I'm not gonna go that far to say it jumped the shark, but um Uh, so then Roland, Sophia, and Blanche are all kind of sitting around the kitchen table. He's explaining what just happened. Yeah. Um, and there's a really funny line where, um, you know, he's like basically blaming it on Sophia and Blanche is like, Sophia, what do you have to say for yourself? And she goes, God bless us, everyone. She's like, what does that mean? She's like, I don't know. I'm just trying to be cute. Um, (laughs) But Roland. So then Roland's like, you know, we're we're all adults. Like I know this sucks. We all love Christmas, but we can handle it. And then yeah, which Rose, I think he's
0: handling, I think he's handling it responsibly.
1: Right. But then Rose walks in, dressed like a holly jolly elf. She has put so much time into this costume, and she's screaming, singing, "Deck the halls with boughs of holly." at the top of her lungs.
0: Insane.
1: And she says that she's Nicoderma, Nicodemus, Santa's number one helper in chief. Now, I had to look up Nicodemus because I was like- That's... I didn't
0: know what that meant either. So
1: he's a guy who was mentioned in the Bible who visited Jesus. I didn't do a lot of research, but um, I, yeah, I, maybe there's a connect. I mean, obviously, Jesus is a connection to Christmas in some ways. So In a lot I, of ways, I think. I, I
0: think... I would I think some would argue Jesus is the foundation of Christmas.
1: Yeah, I guess it depends on what you believe. It was yes, exactly. But yes. anyway, Rose's performance, Betty White's performance, the director never clearly never had to tell her to go bigger in her performance of being in Holly and Jolly, cause she was on top of it. Now, yeah. This is, this is now the second character that Betty White is playing in this episode. So far, so good. We're great. She's playing Rose. She's playing Nicodemus. She's going to play one more character. It's amazing. Incredible. Um, so Blanche explains to Rose what's going on. And like, of course, Rose is upset. She loves Christmas. Yeah. And, her, and she says, Rose says, I'm going to wear my elf costume or I'm going to run around naked and Blanche goes I know I've said the same thing to myself many times
0: <laughs> It's so good uh, Oh this is what I'm saying though we we're now what 10 minutes into the episode maybe and and it—I mean—I forget the timestamp, but we're 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 a, we're a good amount into the episode. We're a good
1: amount into the episode. And um, it
0: has not set up the Christmas Carol story yet, which is like part of why I'm. Well, like, it has.
1: It has, in so much that we know Chewy does not like Christmas. That's it has not, not yet set up the dream part.
0: That's not enough, though. Well, as not a enough.
1: TV writer, I say it's enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> as a TV watcher, I say it's <laughs> horrible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there are more TV watchers than TV writers in the world. You win. Thank
0: you. Thank Um,
1: you. So uh, so Rose actually has a really good idea. She's like desperate to find any way to celebrate Christmas. She's like, what if we secretly do it in our rooms? Yeah. And – you know, Roland's like, if they hear any kind of merriment, like, no, 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 like, we can't do that. And then Roland and Blanche have an amazing exchange that I want to play right now. Can't we secretly
0: celebrate in one of our rooms? No, 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 look, if they hear a Christmas carol or laughter or merriment of any kind, they're just gonna leave. Oh, um, does that mean all kinds of merriment?
1: <laughs> well, I made a late date with a Dickens caroler <laughs> and I have great expectations. <laughs> so we can expect to hear, please, sir, I want some more. Yeah. Sophia has such a good button. I mean, literally
0: everyone in this episode, While even though I don't understand the layout of this episode, I think it is such a strongly written episode. It is so funny. So it's many so great funny. Lines.
1: It's so funny. So everyone's upset that they can't have Christmas at the hotel, except, so of we, course...
0: Before we go on, I do yes. need to ask you, because this yes. is something about the group that we, uh, we missed from when they first got there. Is this appropriate for them to ask? I mean, it feels like like if I'm in a public building, right? And I am just staying at a hotel, sure I could maybe be like the the noise next door in my hotel is loud, can you tell them to turn it down, but I can't dictate to the hotel how they decorate or how they 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 do things, right? You and
1: I, it must be Freaky Friday, even though we're recording this on a Wednesday, because you and I must have switched brains. I'm the one that usually does all of this. I agree. (laughs) I'm the one that's usually poking the holes and everybody's going, Carrie, relax. It's a television show.
0: I want to relax with this episode, but because the layout of it is so weird and the Christmas Carol bit, which I love the Christmas Carol bit, and I love a Charles Dickens joke. Charles Dickens is a god to me. I am going to England this summer. I am so excited to like have a charles dickens moment in my life again but i do think the 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 whole dream moment became random when it started in the episode Mm -hmm. and so which is why i think this group dictating this thing and the writers forcing this idea of this group saying you can't have christmas is just random and weird
1: i will agree that like again here's what here's the assumption i'm making i'm assuming that because it's the holidays I don't know, maybe not a lot of people are staying at the hotel. And basically this group is the only the only people in the hotel for Christmas Eve. I'm making an assumption because you have to assume that the other hotel guests are going to be celebrating Christmas loudly in their rooms, could be singing Christmas carols. You can't control what they do. Yeah. And they may want to see Christmas stuff in the lobby and stuff and around. So my assumption, my sort of suspension of disbelief, I'm going to tell myself that it's Christmas Eve. Not a lot of people are booking rooms at the hotel and that the majority of them, it's basically, they're basically hosting these people for Christmas Eve and Christmas and that's it.
0: I would think that the only way I would believe this is if this group was big enough to then rent out the entire hotel for Christmas, in which point, at which point, I would believe them dictating what they want from the hotel because they've rented out the entire hotel. Or if they've rented out, an entire floor on the hotel. Great. Yes. Rent out that entire floor. So that way, you know, there's no Christmas activity happening on that floor, but you can't tell. I can't tell, you know, a hotel not to have something in their lobby just because it bothers me. Like, no. Well, what if I go in, what if I go into this hotel and it's like, where's the menorah? Huh? There's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the menorah, which I have the right to do, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily do that because I don't care. I get it. It's a business. Do your thing, you know,
1: Carrie, you make an excellent point. (laughs) So everyone is upset that they can't have Christmas, except of course for Chewy, who is like just strutting and whistling. He's already tossed the Christmas tree in the dumpster. He's bah humbugging all over the room. Yeah. Um, And this upsets Rose who she has a great line. She's like, how can anybody be so cruel on Christmas Eve? And then an evil look comes over her face and she goes, Let's fire him. <laughs> and then we I see think, so
0: many sides of Rose. I love it.
1: Oh, it's so great. And then I think for the first time on the show, we see Chewie all by himself. And yeah. he's tossing and turning in bed saying, bah humbug, bah humbug, which we know, of course, is like 80s sitcom talk for we're about to enter a dream sequence, just like yes. when Rose was dating Dr. Jonathan Newman and we hear yeah. Blanche's voice repeating over and over, why don't yeah. you just sleep on it? <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, so now we're in a Christmas yeah. carol. We are, um, we're in a Christmas carol. We are in, we're in it now. We're in it. We're in it. Everybody buckle up. We're in Chewy's Chewy's dreams. He's wearing like the long nightgown, you know, like the Grandpa and Willy Wonka heavy stocking cap. I mean, Miami maybe it gets chilly at night. Um, And the first ghost he's visited by is Rose, the ghost of Christmas Past.
0: Before we go on to this, I Mm -hmm. have I as, as as I mentioned before, I'm a huge huge Charles Dickens fan, and there are so many versions of A Christmas Carol, and I it is a tradition, even though I do not necessarily celebrate Christmas. It is a tradition that I love to watch many different versions of A Christmas Carol. It is so great. It is such a perfect story. It is such a perfect thing for any film. What is your favorite A Christmas Carol?
1: Well, my dad's is like the original black and white. So I've watched that with him. Which one?
0: There's a lot of them.
1: Oh, I don't know. What's, what's What's the original? Well,
0: there's one from... Way back in the day, and then there's one from like the 50s, a British, a British version, which is and Lawrence Olivier was supposed to be in it, but then the other guy took over for him, and it's like the it's considered the popular one. It's like the the old
1: that's probably the one that my dad watched because he has a DVD of it, and on one side it's black and white, and on the other side it's quote colorized, but it's just like they sort of did the individual frame coloring, so it's like colorized in an interesting way.
0: That's a great Um, one.
1: That is not a. I mean i I definitely watched them up It's one when, when i when I was younger, but the one that I grew up watching the most is Scrooge with Bill Murray
0: oh interesting yeah wow. I watched that. I did not grow I wouldn't say I grew up with Scrooged, but Scrooged is a good one It is a very good it's an it's an alternative take on the Christmas Carol yeah. but it is a good one. The one that I love so much that is so dear to my heart that literally I get emotional even thinking about it is Mickey's Christmas Carol. It is so perfect. It is literally only like 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. I forget. And it's so short, but it is like such a perfect little Disney short. And I just, I I love it so much. Oh,
1: I think I absolute. remember that one. Was Mickey, were Mickey and Donald like slicing up a single bean to eat? Yes. Yes, they were. I remember Mickey, very vividly. Mickey was,
0: not Donald. Mickey was. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and Ebenezer Scrooge is played by the 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 rich guy from DuckTales, I forget his name. And um and there's so many like different and Mickey, of course, is like he works for Ebenezer, and it's just it's just so perfect. You have to watch it on Disney Plus right now. It is so good, so essential. I, I highly, highly recommend it.
1: Great plug for Disney Plus. Um, yeah, and no, I parent company of the Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah so we're in we're in a Christmas Carol um, and uh, Chewy is first visited by Rose the ghost of Christmas past this is Betty White playing character number three I
0: love the green screen happening here I saw some of it on her dress
1: I loved it she was ethereal she was translucent yeah. she looked so hot as an angel oh God. so um, good
0: what an attitude too I loved it
1: oh she was so like her performance she was just very flowy I very much yeah. enjoyed it she was very like wispy and I loved it um Chewie had a funny joke he's like you're not really here you're just something I ate at Woodstock um so she beckons him to follow her and they start walking across the room and she's going come with me come with me and then they kind of float through the wall but they end up in the bathroom and she kind of like looks around like oops and then they start heading back out the other way and she goes my mistake My mistake. <laughs> and she leads him out of the room the other way. I absolutely it's, loved it.
0: It's um, so – it reminded me of like 30 Rock, like that level of absurdity in a moment. It was so good. Unnecessary but beautiful.
1: So beautiful. Um. So she takes him to his, quote, father's restaurant kitchen, which is really just the hotel's restaurant kitchen. Yeah. Um, and he's like, um, she's like, you know, we're in your father's restaurant. And he's like, uh, this is the hotel's kitchen. And she's basically like, hey, is there a sink, a stove? Like, great, like work with me. And this was such a production thing where they're not going to build, like, it's funny because it's a joke by Rose, but it's yeah. it's also, it feels very inside baseball to a television show being made where they're like, we're not going to build a whole other set for yeah. this flashback they probably scene. They couldn't afford it.
0: I mean, yeah. that show couldn't afford it.
1: it, it they, yeah, they may have had like budget constraints. Or, so yeah. to me, that was like a sort of a production joke. Um, yeah. Um, so Chewie sees his dad, also played by Cheech Marin. Yeah. And um, but like with glasses. Um, and he's trying to convince young Chewie to come out dressed in his giant cake costume and I poor young Chewy cake. feels so dumb, but his dad is so proud. Yeah. And he said like, this is like 12 generations of the Castillo family tradition and Chewie's like, <laughs> um, Chewy says to Rose, he's like, why am I having to relive this? And she's like, your father was trying to teach you a valuable lesson back then, but you didn't listen. Mm. And then Chewie's dad says the reason they opened the restaurant on Christmas is so that people without a loving family like theirs can have a warm and loving Christmas, which I think is really, really sweet. Um, it's
0: so sweet and so necessary. And I love that. I love it's around Christmas time or any holiday, really. I, I always find it, it's like so important to like give back to service workers and to like, really really you know tip a little bit extra be conscious make eye contact say thank you because uh, i loved working on christmas when i worked in movie theaters i loved working on christmas i thought it was so much fun and i loved people coming out because so many of people coming out either were alone or were wanting a distraction from their family or something and to be able to like offer that it's just a wonderful thing Mm,
1: that's a really sweet sentiment What did you think of the um the giant Christmas cake costume?
0: Oh my god! I immediately was like, "Can I have this for drag?" Like it is so it is I don't like the idea of whipped cream being poured on my head, but although I did once incorporate whipped cream into a number, but it 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 was it's a it's I'm obsessed with it. I love it. it I think was a I would. Really great if movie. I was him, if I was little Chewy, I a it would be my coming out party, and B I would be so excited to wear it. So excited.
1: It looked really great. It looked so good. Um, so, uh, So after that moment where he sort of learns his lesson, we're transported back to Chewie's room where we now meet Blanche. The oh, ghost, I love it. The ghost of Christmas presents. And he goes, Chewie goes, Don't you mean present? And she goes, Honey, do I come to where you work and tell you how to flip burgers? <laughs> she looks so good. So, sexy oh
0: god early 90s ruma clan oh
1: my gosh Adult. she looks so amazing yeah um chewy says to her they've got a great exchange where he's like look i've learned my christmas lesson my dad wasn't such a bad guy but like still do you know what it's like to be covered in whipped cream on christmas and blanche goes oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I love filthy. Oh, plans. gosh. And she's basically, again, she's wearing like red and green and her yeah. makeup is beautiful. She's also translucent. She's holding a and the present. Lighting,
0: the lighting of her is perfect. In it's this amazing. Situation. I remember commenting on that when I was watching it.
1: Um. So Blanche, as the ghost of Christmas presents, has come to ask Chewie what presents he bought for her, Sophia, Roland, and Rose. Yeah. No mention of Oliver. <laughs>
0: I don't. I, I really. And this is the episode where Oliver would have been perfect because he he could have done the whole "God bless us, everyone." Like it would have been a great kid moment. Yeah,
1: no. he, and he's still technically on the show. Like they haven't. His mother Isn't has not yet it? come for him. So yeah, yeah it, you can tell they just they were having a hard time figuring out what to do with him. Yeah. Um, so, you know, she's like, um, she wants to know what presents he got for them, and. Uh, for Christmas, and Chewie's like, I mean, I didn't get you anything. It's not like your family. Um, and you know what? I actually, like, I kind of get it because
0: I get that totally.
1: If you start getting Christmas gifts for all of your friends and coworkers, like that adds up. Much. Also, gift giving, not everybody's love language. So maybe yeah. Chewie uses words of affirmation to show his love and appreciation for his friends. I'm just saying, like,
0: i send cards with little buttons
1: yeah like you you know it's just you shouldn't always expect um anyway so now
0: these little buttons right here
1: that's what i said oh your sadie pine buttons i have one they're amazing yes so um so so blanche takes him to present day um where uh roland and sophia and blanche and uh who else haven't i said rose they're all huddled around in the walk-in freezer singing Christmas carols, and Sophia has a Seems great a bad idea.
0: Seems like a bad idea. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It's just a bad place to sing Christmas carols. Just
1: like yeah. I mean, but this is the only place they can celebrate because
0: I get it. Maybe go to a park.
1: Yeah, but they're still running a hotel. So it feels like they're but just they're kind staying
0: of in the freezer. So they're clearly missing everything at the hotel. They're standing in a freezer, not hearing anything that's happening in the hotel. So what's the difference between that or a
1: park? Carrie, once again, you bring up a great point. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're singing Christmas carols. And Sophia's like, the last time I was in a place this cold, they were hanging Jimmy Hoffa up by his. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. I, will I say,
0: The reason why that joke may have worked in 1992 is, or 93, whenever this came, was because there was a really big Jimmy Hoffa movie that came out with Jack Nicholson that year. It was like a big Oscar movie.
1: Oh, I just assumed that everybody talked about Jimmy Hoffa like all throughout the 90s.
0: I mean, I'm sure Getty did. Like, Sophia's character would. But there <laughs> was also that Jack Nicholson, Jimmy Hoffa movie that Danny DeVito directed that was a big movie.
1: Never saw it. Yeah. Um, so this is the only way that everybody can celebrate Christmas and not get caught. Um, so they're miserable. Like the eggnog is frozen. Roland's being a sourpuss. So yeah. Rose goes right back into drill sergeant. She's like, that's not very festive for someone who wants to play, play St. Nick. Let's hear those reindeer names, Buster. Um, <laughs> and then he starts naming all the reindeer. He's like, you know, yeah. Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Frickin', freezing Mother, Roland, like, It was Don Cheadle had some funny lines.
0: Don Cheadle. Um,
1: I also thought all of these actors were doing really great cold acting. They were shivering. Yes. Like that's a lot of core work. That has to be physically exhausting to do all that fake shivering. I don't know how
0: much core work that is, but as we have learned, I don't focus that much on my core. So maybe.
1: I thought it was, it looked like a lot of core work. Um, So they're all cold in the freezer, but they can't leave until they open their presents and they're still waiting on Chewy. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they mention how he's a part of the family and that's the thing about Christmas. That's how you know where your home is. Um, And then we go back to Chewy and Blanche um, back in Chewy's room where they make a tiny dick joke.
0: Yeah. Which is so perfect.
1: It was, so they go back, they're back in the room. Blanche has shown him what his Christmas present will look like. And Blanche goes, so how do you feel? And Chewy holds his fingers up like teeny tiny. He goes about this big. And she goes, yeah, I'm cold too. Let's get out of here. Oh, sorry. (laughs) So it's before they're not back in the room yet. They're still in the freezer. It's still perfect.
0: It's still a perfect joke. It's so subtle.
1: It was a very subtle dick joke. Um, So then, so Chewie wakes up back in bed, back in his room, and he's like, what a nightmare. And then Sophia appears sitting next to him in bed, the ghost of Christmas future. And like, I feel like for her costume, they were just like, throw everything at her. She's like wearing like a sparkly elf costume. And then remember those lights from the eighties, they kind of look like a dustbuster and changed color, like those fiber optic, like filament lights. She's like wearing one of those on her head. I think she's maybe a Christmas tree. She
0: looks like a Mardi Gras parade.
1: Like it was was wild. So she's, um, she's going to show Chewie his future on the TV. And Chewie's like, no, I don't want to see it. And Sophia goes, well, it's either this or a very Brady Christmas. Now, I have a story to tell I love you.
0: Brady Christmas. Go on.
1: So, a very Brady Christmas. This was a 1988 made for TV special where the so cast good. of the Brady Bunch, the children, now adults, I think everyone but Eve Plum, who played yeah. Cindy, returned. They cast a new Cindy. And it was like a family reunion at Christmas time. This was a movie I watched as a child. <laughs> now, spoiler alert, but it's been a long time. But Mike. Brady, the dad, gets called out to go to a construction site at one point in this movie, like during Christmas dinner. And while he's there, there is an accident, and he gets trapped in the rubble. Yes, everybody, this is a Christmas movie. He gets (laughs) trapped in the rubble, and the family goes out. They don't know if he's dead or alive. The way that they shot this, it was terrifying to me because this actor, this mate he was an amazing actor. They like surrounded him. He was like pinned and it was very claustrophobic. And it scared me because I thought at any moment those beams could give and Mike Brady could die and his family's outside. So his family, they start singing, Oh, come all ye faithful, the Christmas song to him. And, and that's sort of what gets him He like has the strength to, or maybe I think he has rescuers in there, but they're singing it because they're like, they're finding faith, whatever. It doesn't matter because of that movie. I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. I cannot listen to the song. Oh, come all ye faithful. This has been a runner in my family for years. If we hear it, sometimes I'll go to mass with my, my mom on Christmas. Anybody plays it. We got to skip it. Everybody's like, oh, Carrie, yada, yada, yada. I cannot listen to that song because it takes me back to feeling claustrophobic and thinking about Mike Brady. That was the dad's name, right? Mike. Yeah. Thinking about Mike Mike Brady Brady trapped in the rubble and his family wondering if he was going to live or die. And that's my, that's my story about Oklahoma. you faithful.
0: I have, I also have a story about a very Brady Christmas, but it's a bit more sad and dark than that. Um, Because yours is, I mean, yours is still, you know, spine tingling spine tingling scary but uh, this one robert reed played played mike brady the yes. actor and it's he there's a bit of queer history in a very brady christmas in that mike brady was famously in the closet he was like i mean he was he represented sort of tv's dad you know what i mean like he was the tv dad from the brady bunch but he was very much in the closet and in 1992 i believe it was 92 he died of what they first said was colon cancer, but then it was later revealed to be he was HIV positive, so it was complications of HIV. Yeah. And you know, uh, Henderson, um, what's her uh, Florence name? Florence Henderson. Florence Henderson. Thank you. She talked in a lot of interviews about how he he just he did not want to bring that part of his life out because of what it could potentially do to the Brady Bunch. But what I love about knowing that in hindsight and having a lot of people know that about the dad on the Brady Bunch is that. It's good people know that this actor was gay and that he still could play this. He could play America's dad convincingly and everyone could still love him. And and yet he was still a gay man playing America's dad. And I think that's sort of a wonderful memory of him in a lot of ways, even though it was very sad he had to be in the closet. Right. It's still good that I think people know that part about him.
1: Yeah. I know. Yeah. Uh, I read Maureen McCormick wrote an uh, her autobiography. I believe it's called, and here's the story. Um, but she talked so lovingly about him yeah. and how he was such a warm, wonderful man. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a shame that we lost him.
0: But also, yay, we have all of the great
1: shows, all of the great episodes of the Brady Bunch to watch. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so Sophia um, takes, uh chewy to the lobby where we see his future and it's d- dark it's yeah but so <laughs> he goes he goes how far into the future are we and she goes well it's an all-gay army now we haven't won any wars but the parades are fabulous <laughs> i
0: love that line so much also i think i want to live in that world
1: where in all gay army. <laughs> I think we did a lot done. Yeah. You know
0: what I mean? No less mm-hmm. war, mm-hmm. more love,
1: mm-hmm. more love. Yeah. Um, so Roland and Rose are kind of dressed in like rags, the way you would see like Cinderella dressed um, you know. at the beginning of that movie. Um, they're going to be doing a secret Christmas gift exchange. Oh. Um, and uh, you know, Rose says, you know, you know, the, the owner doesn't like us to celebrate Christmas. It's pretty easy to figure out who the owner is. Um, Blanche comes in dressed like a conservative church lady. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: she just came from mass and she's freaked out because a man tried to kiss her.
0: I love when they ugly Blanche, like when, when Blanche puts on a costume to make herself less gorgeous. Cause she's absolutely gorgeous. I'm thinking of the Bob Hope episode of the golden girls where they all had to dress up as men, you know, mm-hmm. and B. Arthur looked fine. And Rose looked like a woman dressed up in men's clothing, but Blanche <laughs> looked a lot like a man <laughs> looked so bad and it, they reminded me of that because it was just so she's so stark when she just changes a few things about herself it's so good
1: she yeah she kind of looked like um dana carvey not as church lady but in master of disguise with like the yes. glasses and like the yes. sweater and yes, um yes. And there's a great uh, line where Chewie goes, in the future, Blanche hates men. And Sophia goes, pretty good plot twist, huh? (laughs) Um, So it it is funny because, so now Chewie owns the hotel, but then they, you know, the writers have to explain, well, how did Chewie get the hotel if, you know, all the women own it? So they explain that. turns out Chewie married Blanche just to divorce her and take the hotel.
0: I mean, okay.
1: (laughs) So... (laughs) Again, suspension of disbelief, and it's a yeah. and it's a dream sequence. Um, so Chewy is like walking around the lobby. He walks in. He's wearing a suit. He's smoking a cigar. Um, Sophia points out that his hatred of Christmas turned him into a greedy, selfish monster who everybody hates.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and then, and then, mean cigar smoking Chewy makes Sophia come out dressed in the giant cake costume and dance,
0: which I low key love. I mean, it's, it's just, it's like, it's like Sophia coming out just in that Peter Pan costume. It's Mm -hmm. just so perfect.
1: It was amazing. And also like the show, they probably spent so much money making that cake costume that they were like, we got to give it another appearance. Um, (laughs) So Chewie is watching all of this with Sophia and he hates this. And he's like, how can I stop this from happening? And Sophia says, change your ways and change the future. So then Chewy wakes up and he's back in bed and he's like, oh, my gosh, this is the sort of the moment where Ebenezer Scrooge w- wakes up the next morning. And he's like, I- I've got to change this. So he runs down to the basement freezer because he knows that's where everybody's doing the gift exchange. Yeah. And Rose, Roland, Sophia and Blanche are all frozen to death.
0: Now it became the Twilight Zone.
1: This was terrifying for me to see. They had like horrified, gruesome looks on their faces. It reminded me of like, there was an episode, everybody knows that episode of Punky Brewster where they go into the cave. I don't even have to, you all know what I'm talking about. It was gruesome and horrifying and very surprising. Um and Chewie's like, no. And then, of course, he Punky. wakes up in bed again because that was just another dream. And I thought that was a fun misdirect. I actually didn't see that coming.
0: <laughs> I don't know that episode of Punky Brewster.
1: Oh, we're going to talk about it after the podcast. I can't get into it. There's an episode of Punky Brewster that's just, it's, it's horrifying. It gave me nightmares as a child.
0: The only Punky Brewster episode I remember is when she got lost in the grocery store. And that was traumatic for me.
1: Not the one where Cherry got locked in the freezer?
0: I don't remember that one.
1: Wow. Okay. We're going to talk about Punky Brewster later. Okay. Um, So Chewy actually wakes up for real this time. He's back in bed. He's got to do something. He rushes out. In the dining room, the Inner Strengths seminar is going on. And Chewy kind of runs in shouting like, Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! And they're like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? And he starts kind of giving a big speech about how he used to be like them and his childhood and blah, blah, blah. And then we go out to the lobby where Rose is doing another Santa run through with Roland,
0: and he's fully done up now. He's mm-hmm. like, he's in, but he, but they're trying to do it quietly because they don't want the people in the other room to hear.
1: Yes, and he's doing like "Merry Christmas to all" and "To all a good night." And Rose keeps going again.
0: <laughs> um, I'm surprised that we don't have. I would have loved. I would have loved for Blanche to have been turned on by Roland in the Santa costume, like because we know she gets hot. Um,
1: that would have been really fun. That would have yes. been
0: so perfect.
1: Yes, that would have been fun. Um, so everyone from the seminar, they all burst through the doors after hearing Chewie's, the rest of Chewie's story off screen. They don't hate Christmas anymore. There's a really funny reveal where the doctor says that he's not a licensed therapist. He's like, no, maybe I would, you know, I don't know. He just says he's not a licensed therapist. Whatever the context of the joke was, it was really funny. And then Roland comes out and he's wearing like his full Santa costume. And there's just like this big sort of celebration and there's joy and Chewie's like let's sing some Christmas carols and wouldn't you know what Christmas carol did they start singing oh come all ye faithful (laughs) I was living in my own nightmare
0: I had to have you say it because I wanted you to have a trigger
1: they sang oh come all ye faithful it's a
0: Christmas song to sing and also that woman who was in the sad group she has a good voice. Great voice.
1: I was like, no, they're not. No, they're not. No, they're not. Oh, oh, um, oh, no, needs. stop, stop, stop. I'm serious. You can't, you can't sing that song to me. You can't. You can't. Now you have a you have some you have a weapon now. I've given you a weapon. Um so oh god, I can't. They you can't even have, go on! I can't, I can't go on. The podcast <laughs> is over. Um, they could have sang silent night. I mean, I know the women sing Silent Night, but they literally... Anyway, it doesn't matter. They sing "All will Call me All You Faithful. So then Blanche goes it's over to... It's a great to,
0: song. It is.
1: Okay. Yep. So Blanche goes over to Sophia, and she's like, you're awfully quiet. Don't you have anything to say? And she goes, Merry Christmas, schmissmiss to all, which I thought was a great callback. And then she yes. looks right into the camera and very sweetly says, and to all a good night. And then oh. they all keep singing. And I thought it was, again, minus the emotional effects of the song. Yeah. I thought it was so sweet. Um it was a good
0: end to this episode. Yeah. It was a good end to this. And, and then, then of course the, they sing the jingle tag. bells
1: and the tag. Yeah, the tag
0: is just them singing jingle bells, which I think is cute. I I I did enjoy this episode. I'm not gonna lie. I laughed. I found myself laughing so much. Just I was just I wish it was more of the dream sequence and less of that like group coming in to the whole lead up to it. I thought mm-hmm. was silly. But it was a good episode though. It was a good episode. Weird but good. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yes, yes. I agree.
1: <laughs> should we should we take a little break and come back and do our golden takeaways?
0: Oh, I cannot wait. Come oh, come on. Oh, my pay gosh. Pay stop. Stop,
1: stop, stop. 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 I don't even know the song. Stop. I, don't even know the song. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to talk over you. You're forcing <laughs> me to right now.
0: No, you please should. I mean, talk over me. um Okay, so this is our golden takeaway. It's not going to truth or inspiration that you can apply to your life or the lives of our listeners. Carrie, what is your golden takeaway from this episode?
1: Okay despite my visceral reaction to O Come All Ye Faithful, I think that when it comes to a very Brady Christmas, my attitude over the last 34 years has been a big old bah humbug. Maybe I need to give it another chance. Maybe I need to not be afraid anymore. Maybe this will be me conquering a fear and feeling proud of myself that I can conquer said fear. I, I, I yeah. may this Christmas. I, I'm not saying I'm going to. I'm not going to commit because I want to be able to back out. I think I might give the movie another chance and just find a way to work through my emotions.
0: I think you should. It's. An, it's I think that would be healthy for you this year. But let's work on that slowly but surely. We'll get through one line every month until Christmas.
1: Okay, great. What's your golden okay. takeaway?
0: My golden takeaway is there are... I was thinking about it during the episode. There are five writers probably that have like changed me, like changed me. And it's like, you know, the typical ones it's like Shakespeare, you know, Joan Didion, Tony Morrison. I mean, Harper Lee, like those are like iconic, but Charles Dickens, like if you have not read Charles Dickens, I mean, sure. Christmas Carol, you've seen the stuff, but like, Read Oliver Twist, read Great Expectations, read Bleak House. Like, there are so many amazing books, hard times. Like, I can't even, Nicholas Nickleby. Like, I've read so many Charles Dickens. I think he is like next to Shakespeare in terms of the way he puts words together that are just like, it's like you're reading a song and you can hear it. It's wild.
1: That's a beautiful way to describe it.
0: That's my golden takeaway. Read some Charles Dickens.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, read a
0: lot. Read anything. Read more. People should read more.
1: But. Read Oprah. Uh,
0: yes, read Oprah. But And Oprah loves Charles Dickens. But uh Charles Dickens is like, oh, everything.
1: That's a great golden takeaway. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I got so
0: excited when there was a Charles Dickens, like, tag. <laughs> like, there was a Charles Dickens runner that happened, you know, in that mm-hmm. little scene. I yeah. got so tickled by it it just made my
1: day that's nice i'd like to hear that that's the christmas spirit Uh um everyone that was the episode thank you all so so much for tuning in this week and be sure to tune in next week when we watch rose and fern dun 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 Oh my God.
0: Oh, I need to read now, don't I? I need to like do things. I have to actually work. Wow. I'm sorry. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Now, you can listen to us on the hoo ha because we are part of that hoo ha ha family. You can download the hoo ha ha app. You can listen to it on your television, even lots of different ways to listen. So go download that app. You can also follow us at Golden Girls Pod on Twitter, out on the Lanai Official on Instagram, Golden Girls Pod on Facebook. And I am H. Allen Scott and Sadie Pines. On everything.
1: And I'm Squidzy on Instagram and Squid Eat Squid on Twitter. And if you get a chance, please rate and review us wherever you get the podcast. We would absolutely love that as much Very as we awesome. love all of you.
0: And well, when, when as you're listening or like whatever, like go to the cause we always post a picture of the recent episode or like a video of recent episode. Leave a comment in there. We love engaging with you guys or like reply on Twitter or whatever it is. Like we want to hear what you guys are thinking about what we're saying
1: and as always remember, remember. Stay, stay golden,
0: golden! No. come on sing it carrie no oh, no
1: press press be arthur i'm not kidding i can't okay. i'm not kidding thank you <laughs> <laughs> you, you won't see the biggest gift will be from me